ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Welcome to the Good Ways podcast. I'm Alexis Morin. Uh, with me here, I have Bronte and Maddie Norris. Bronte has already been on the potty before. Maddie, it's your first time. So mm -hmm. tell us this. Who's your mob? Where are you from? Um, my name's Maddie, Maddie Norris. I'm Bunjalung Yuan Wiradjuri. And I grew up across lots of different suburbs of Sydney. Nice. Nice. Can you intro yourself again for us, Bronte? I'm Bronte, proud Bundjalung, Wananjali woman. Grew up everywhere like Mads, but mainly in Redfern, Waterloo. Yeah, nice. I'm Waka Waka and Ewan. I grew up in Sydney, but I'm currently living in Brisbane at the moment. Um, yeah, so podcast today, obviously we've got all black women, which is really exciting. Um, we kind of wanted to talk a bit about, you know, our life as black women, you know, our experiences, what we've been through, but also, you know, share that positive, you know, kind of stuff as well. Um, the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about with you, Mob, was matriarchy, black matriarchy, and what that looks like in your families. So I might start with you, Maddie. Who is kind of the women in your life that inspire you and, and give you strength? God, honestly, I don't know where to say, oh, no, not, God's not the answer, but no, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, God gets a shout out as well. Um, my mum, bless her. I love my mum. I love my sister. My, uh, I've got lots of siblings. Um, I'm the eldest of four of us. Um, and I've got a 10 year age difference between my brother, 12 between my sister, and then 17 between the youngest one. Um, I don't know, There's that's such a big question, mm, I feel like. Mm. Like, in my family, I've got a lot of cousins and I've got my mum and my sister and they, I feel like, immediately probably are what inspire me. Um, but then even kind of broader than that, like, I have a really big friendship group and then I've been lucky enough to have uh, managers and co-workers as well that predomin predominantly have been black women, so... Yeah, yeah it's so special really to have that, hey, like, in the workplace and not just not just your family. Um, yeah. Bronte, how about you? Is there any women in your family that inspire you? It doesn't have to be your family, but who, who do you really look to as like a role model? I would have to say my nan. Um, she, just her strength I can see in my mum and I can see her strength in me and in my little sisters. She was kicked out of school at 13 and had to teach herself how to read and write. And she's, she's gone now. She passed away when I was quite young, but mm -hmm. the knowledge that she was able to give me, even in those first few years of my life, uh, is something that I carry with me all the time. Like everything I do now, I try and do it for her. And I try and remind myself of the fact that she never got to do the things that I got to do. Mm -hmm. um, for example, going to uni, it's what she wanted, you know, for mum, mum, didn't couldn't go she didn't have the opportunity to go and I could so yeah I, I graduated a few weeks ago and congrats. but all so I could think of I was the graduate speaker and all I could think of while giving my speeches I wish my nan was there yeah um but yeah I gave her a shout out and oh I don't know. I don't know what's up there, but I hope I hope she she was watching. Yeah. yeah, I'm such a big believer in that. Hey, because like yeah, I have such a special bond with my mum and my nan. But also 
my nan's mum I still feel like really connected to mm. um, just because they, they speak about her so much and they, they draw you know their strength from her and I kind of feel that connection too as if I knew her like and I hear all these stories and I don't know I think it's really special and yeah it's not just black families that have that obviously but I think it's mm. knowing what they went through you know and kind of yeah drawing inspiration from that is, is a really special thing. Um, so we've all got siblings. You're an older sister. Um, what is that like? I'm the youngest, so I kind of don't have the same perspective that you have. Oh, it's like proper exhausting, to be honest. <laughs> they're, all still, they're all still kids. So like, it's like for, for my family, it's, it's different because I guess I've kind of got semi and auntie role with them just because of the age difference. Like I'm an adult. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I explain that. <laughs> but, Over 18. <laughs> I am an adult. <laughs> like, it's like almost like reaffirming to myself. Eh? No. Yeah. Um, what's it like being an older sister? It's really rewarding because I feel like I'm able to share so much with them. I feel like that's what inspires me because I know that when I was my little sister's age, I would have loved to have an older sister that mm. was kind of showing me the way. So I don't know, I like to keep them in mind and... I hope I make them proud. Yeah, yeah I really do. So. Of course, yeah. yeah. How about you, Bronte? What's it, siblings? Yeah. What's it like? Yeah, I'm an older sister as well. Yes, I resonate. Her. I resonate with that so much, though. Like, doing what you're doing just to make them proud. And I'm the same. I didn't grow up with people who look like mum or my nan mm. around. And when I was growing up, it kind of meant a completely different thing to be Aboriginal yeah. and I think my, so I have two younger sisters, one's dark and one looks like me and with my sister who looks like me it's really interesting to be able to have those conversations because I couldn't really look to anyone to have those kinds of hard conversations where you're trying to figure out your identity. She's only in year six, mind you, but she's, she's a big woman now. That's it. Yeah. I feel like it all changes in year six as well. It does. Don't you reckon? Yeah. Like I remember when my little sister Tia went into year six and it was like such a transition, I remember. Yeah. Like that age, like good ways, mm. oh, good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Plug. <laughs> like not, nothing, nothing bad, but um, I remember that was like very much like, oh wow, they're like mm. kind of becoming a little woman there. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about that a bit, hey, of like the those moments when you kind of notice when you're like becoming a teenager and becoming mm. a woman when's kind of the moment that you realize like oh I actually feel like a teenager like I'm not a kid anymore I'm like a teenager now and then on onwards from that when you felt like oh, okay shit like I'm a woman now because <laughs> I kind of don't remember going through high school being like yeah I'm grown now like mm. I didn't feel it until I was like past the age of 21 being like yeah I feel like I've like matured now like my, my brain's developed you mm. know yeah. Was there ever a moment or like just a memory of you're like, yeah, okay, I, f I feel a bit more mature? There are a few ones that actually like kind of sprang to mind. I don't know how interesting they are, but yeah. Lex and I went to school together, um, went to high school together and our school didn't have a uniform. Mm. And I remember preparing at like in the year six holidays yes. for what outfit what I was going to wear? wear on the first oh, day. Oh, the stress of it. Yeah, <laughs> and my mum and I went to sports girl and I still remember the fit that I picked out and everything, but I... 
obviously that's not when I became a woman, but I remember for mm. me that felt like having your own wow. style, right? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like coming into who, like how you want to express yourself, yeah. how you want to look, how you want people to kind of interact with you. That was really interesting. Yeah, being able to like have a bit of freedom with that at that age, I think, because mm. we didn't have uniforms, so it was like, oh my god, what yeah. am I going to do? And it was like, oh, you well, had to style. buy like branded stuff. Mm. <laughs> like, here's me going to Kmart. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's it. Well, I I was lucky too because like we used to do a lot of Vinnie's shopping. Vinnie's is mad expensive now. Can we talk about that after? Mm. Why mm -hmm. is it so freaking expensive? Because now it's Kmart days for me. Yeah. <laughs> but Vinnie's used to be great and I used to be able to pick up like cool vintage things. Mum yeah. has a really good taste. So like she's got really good style I reckon. So yeah, I love we used that. to be able to pick out some stuff. But I remember like rocking up with my little knitted beret, feeling like a real proper woman, mm. getting the train to school in the morning as well. Beret, I love <laughs> yeah. that. I actually remember in high school thinking that you <laughs> you were like alternative, like fashion girly. Because <laughs> I think it's because you were the year above me that like, I don't know, I kind of just saw that you had that freedom and like you were expressing yourself mm. and like I hadn't reached that level yet, I think. I was also like a theatre so like, kid, so like you yeah. can just imagine. Just cool. <laughs> you can just no. <laughs> I thought you were cool. Oh, oh, oh that makes oh, me yeah. stop it. <laughs> I thought you were cool. Oh, bless. Yeah. How about you, Bronte? Was there a time where you're like, okay, I'm grown now, or have you not reached that yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, I think this is my first full time job started at the start of the year I think congrats um, and I'm paying rent now mm. I'm paying bills now mm. <laughs> that's not a fun one um, mm. no no um, I think I don't know I'm, I'm still getting there but I do remember when I got my first period <gasps> and the way that black mum's like Oh, the did she tell everyone that you got yours? Because mine did. She told the house, yeah, but she cried. Yeah, Aww. and bought bought me flowers. That's yes. so sweet. It's quite nice. So I think then I kind of was like, all right, like, yeah, you know, it's like that next step. Mm. Hey, what about you, Lex? Womanhood. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, working full time I think was a big one. Like graduating uni and just yeah, paying bills. And just like all of that responsibility um and i think like being the first one to graduate you know mm. uni and finish high school and then get a full-time job was like i don't know it was kind of felt like out of my comfort zone because i hadn't yeah. seen anyone in my family do that before yeah, let exactly. alone like no to be fair like my mom was a really hard worker but yeah going through the uni stuff like not that it was isolating but it was just like uncharted you know waters yeah mm. totally. so kind of to do that on your own um yeah it was scary but like really rewarding at the same time so i kind of had to felt like i had to like grow up quick because i'm like yeah. got no one else to talk to about this stuff so i've just got to go through it alone so i guess yeah that's kind of when i felt like gonna put my, my big girl boots on <laughs> i feel like black yeah. women like we also have to grow up so bloody quickly yes. yeah, we, yeah. Yep. like I don't know if that's yep. I, that's how I feel yeah like, I feel like we've always almost been more mature than our age because we probably had to take on yeah more than our peers potentially yeah, yeah like so. when I was growing up we moved everywhere I went to six or seven different primary schools mm. and I really yeah I understand that completely like I feel like I really had to grow up and I was being exposed to things that I don't know, a young teenager shouldn't shouldn't see like mm. yeah. just the heavy traumatic experiences, especially living up in Alice and like Darwin and Bo Desert, my yeah. mom's country, like yeah. that really formed my I guess 
the idea of what an Aboriginal woman, what to expect, yeah. seeing those traumatic experiences. Yeah. I remember when I was quite young, actually, in Bow Desert, and my uncle wouldn't get served at the shops. Wow. And yeah. I thought, fuck, like, is this what it's, what it's like? Mm. Like, is this yeah. what our life is you like? You take those, like, really pinnacle moments from your childhood and it, like, sticks with you too. And yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think, like you know, like coming from a big family, there's just always kids around. Mm. So you kind of just have this inbuilt kind of like maternal instinct, right? Mm. Like you're looking after everyone. And I saw my mom do that and my nan. So it's kind of just like, yeah, you become like a really caring person. Like black Mm. women, I feel like are so nurturing that they just look after everyone else before themselves. Yeah. Um, Which I see with you do, like with all your siblings and like being a role model and like, yeah, it's oh. a lot. Like, I've got 10 nieces and nephews. <laughs> um, and mum's always putting the pressure on me to be like, you've got to be a role model, you know, like you're mm. the first to do all this stuff. And, totally. it, you know, it's pressure, but it, I feel like it's a good, like, motivator at the same time yeah. to, like, you got to show up for your family. And, and it's, like, kind of not, like, breaking a cycle a little bit, hey, like... Massively. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same as well. I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school and go to university. Not that I finished uni, but that's another yarn. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get back there one day. I'm doing all right, though. No. <laughs> yeah, no. More than good. all right. But, um, no, it was, it was interesting, I think, again, for me to being the first one to kind of mm. charter that water. Um, but it's kind of nice sometimes to be able to not, or like to be able to kind of see it outside yourself. Yeah. While we're still talking about teenage years, what's something <laughs> you think your 16-year-old self would say to you now? Or what would they think of like where you are in life now? I think they'd be really proud of me. Um, I could have easily gone on a different path. And yeah, I think 16-year-old Bronte would be really, really proud of who I am now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What about you? Mum would hate me to be no. <laughs> um, no, I think I'd be really proud of myself as well. Like, I was. I remember when I was sixteen, I was so excited to finish high school. By that point, like, I was really like keen to kind of get out there in the world. I wanted to travel. I wanted to be involved in like creative things. So I had like big dreams, big plans. Um, but I think it's also because like my mum really instilled a lot of confidence in me. Mm. I remember she used to always say like little mum motto. She used to say, "Put love in your heart and a smile on your face, and you'll Aww. be fine." Aww. And so, it kind of I try to keep that every day. Yeah, and just, it makes you feel a little bit less. Yeah, it makes a difference mm. for sure. Totally. Yeah, I think yeah, I kind of had like that kind of realization movement um, moment when I moved to my first house out of an apartment mm. and I was like oh like I kind of like in my own mind had like a list of like things that I wanted to achieve yeah. and I was like you know like I have a stable income you know I've, I've got the job that I really want to be in yeah. you know I'm helping mob yeah. um, in an actual house that's like my own space and it was just like a kind of like whoa like not like I've made it but I was like yeah shit like I'm I can do it yeah, and like because I hadn't seen that before fully. So. and we've yarned about that as well like mm. we'll have like kind of I, I still get like little pinch me moments yeah. when I'm like oh my god like we've made it yeah, yeah. Made it, sort of thing so yeah and I feel yeah. really like really privileged with the job that we have with yeah. the space that we work in you know we get to do a lot for our community and with mm. our community um exactly. what's that been like for you both of you like working in the media and 
yeah, I guess, how are you liking working in a, in a black organisation with Mob? I love it. I actually love it. I couldn't imagine what it would be like not working with Mob. I think it kind of makes me feel happy and excited and comfortable to come to work every day. Mm. Um, shout out Shira and Amara have, have been massive mentors for me as well and my managers. Um, I even said to Shira, and like, you know, it's more than having just a manager. It's like having an auntie and a sister and mm. a mum and like something all kind of rolled into one. So it's great to have that care as well because we know how much black women care for one another and everyone else. I feel like we all make a real effort to bring someone up with us or multiple people up with mm. us when we're on our journey. Yeah, um, that's it. Because we know what it's like and we're so supportive of one another. Like, we've known each other since we were, like, bloody, like, nine, go way back when. So, know. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's great to see everyone where they are. And it feels like I'm in the right place. I Like, you yeah. know, growing up, I really wanted to kind of be involved in film or like the media that kind of stuff so it's kind yeah of that's what I was going to ask did you kind of always know that you wanted to be in like a media creative space like did you know that no I, I didn't oh well I did study marketing and media but I didn't know at what capacity that would look like I knew I wanted to help mob and I knew I wanted to be around mob all the time and I think back to that you know like I consider you guys role models, like, working with black, powerful women. Like, I'm... Like, Lex is my boss. Like, I just... Like, how fucking cool is that to have someone like that in your life? Like, in a professional setting, let alone, like, you know, in a personal setting. Like, it's so amazing to have that. And, you know, back to feeling comfortable. That's such an underrated... Like, if you feel comfortable at work, like, you should feel comfortable every day. And a lot of people don't. Yeah, that's so true. But... I just feel culturally safe here. I feel, you know, we have, as women, we have caring responsibilities, whether that be for our nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever it is, and to work for an organisation, for a black company where they understand, it's it's a really powerful thing and we can thrive here and we will will bring each other up. Yeah, 100%. Shout out Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it is such an important thing, like... Just coming to work every day and feeling happy is such a, a major thing. Otherwise, mm. you're not going to stay in it. Like, your heart's not going to be in it. But, yeah, I think, the like, a big thing that motivates me is also, like, the content we put out and, like, you know, working mm. with Mob and, like, informing our Mob. And, yeah, I think that's, like, a real privilege. But it's just, yeah, it's something you're passionate about and you get to share that and it's, you know, just makes it more fun. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I think as well, when I was a teenager, I've, I've always wanted to work in, like, our cultural spaces. But I think as a teenager, when I was going into university, I ended up choosing to do law and international studies because in my mind that was, I was like, oh, we can change through the legal system. Or That was kind of where I was yeah. thinking. And then, you know, 21, 22, kind of had a bit of the existential crisis as at uni and was like, actually... There are so many ways, there are so many different avenues that you can strategically be able to help or give voice or platform, share stories. Um, Mm. And I kind of went back to what I was always passionate about, which was film, content, media, that kind of stuff. Mm. So Yeah, and I think it's really cool that we get to do a lot of cool stuff as well. Like recently we went to Uluru, like to celebrate NITV 10 years and that was really so good. It was a bucket list item. Like they're literally like, NITV is out here like ticking off bucket list items (laughs) for me. Yeah. Podcast tick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
I know, we're, we're doing it all. Um, next question. Is there any artists, musicians, doesn't have to be just female, but anyone that's kind of inspiring, any recommendations or anyone that's inspiring you at the moment? Um, movies, books, songs, what's kind of your vibe at the moment? I'd probably have to go Chelsea Wadigo. She is so staunch and I honestly think she is one of the smartest people in this fucking country. Yeah. Watching her on the drum just reminded me of how fucking staunch and powerful she is. Made me finish her book, Another Day in the Colony, which is a recommendation. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Um, Bronwyn Carlson, Professor Bronwyn Carlson, I should say. Um, who else? Thelma yeah. Plum, Barker. Yes. She, did you see her walk in Fashion Week? Yes, I she did. She was amazing, so, so staunch. And I think she posted something. She posted one of the photos of her walking and she said, look, little me. The caption was, look, oh. little me. Yeah. So fucking, oh. I just get like a like a choke in my throat when when um, Black Matriarch comes on. Like it literally yeah. makes me, I can't get through a Barker song without feeling like I'm gonna like dance and cry <laughs> at the same time, it feels like. Yeah. I saw her recently actually at the Wiani Uthungadi Summit, mm -hmm. um, which was in Canberra, Ani June Oscar and the Human Rights Commission organized this amazing summit. Um, and she came out and performed at the gala dinner and it was a summit of about a thousand First Nations women from across the continent. Mm. Um, and it's, Everyone from the room had left their tables and come right up to the front when she was performing. And she was just so deadly. Like, it was really beautiful to see her come round and we were all dancing. Like, it, it was it was so nice. Yeah. yeah. So, shout out Barker. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, for sure. That would have been so special, though, to have, like, a gathering of just First Nations women in the one, you know, room. What were the kind of conversations that were happening there? Oh, my God. There was... There was so much. So I, I went there on the first day we had um, the youth forum. The youth forum was amazing. Like I saw women stand up who were like 19, 20 speaking about their communities. And it was just crazy to think like that these women were so young and yet so well-spoken and confident and powerful. Like they had so much knowledge to share. Um, so it was really beautiful that we were able to be a part of that event, but then also that there was a youth forum component of it as well. Um, it was really, it was definitely like a fill your cup moment. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's so special. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, love that, love that. Um, so how do you guys feel about potentially becoming a mum one day? Big question. <laughs> Damn. How do you feel Damn about what? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because I feel like our generation is, you know, we're all going to uni, we're all working like longer, I feel like. So we're kind of having kids later in life. Well, I am, like mm. compared to my family, like, you know, my sister had a baby at 17. My mum mm. had hers at 19. My nan had hers at 19. So I'm also like the oldest in my family to not have a kid. Yeah. Um, I don't know, is it something you've thought about or are you kind of just like focusing on career at the moment? Like, I don't know, do you give much thought to kids and you know, being a mum? I just like full realise that I think I'm the oldest in my family as well without yeah, kids. Me too. No, oh me too. Oh my God. Apart yeah, from no. my little sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like I, yeah, because I'm 26 now and I do not have plans on having kids just right now. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know, hey, no, to be honest. Hard, like, hey. I feel like I've got enough responsibilities at the moment without having to add on another huge responsibility. And I think I'm also probably like a bit traumatised at the idea of having kids so bloody young. My parents had me when they were 20. Mm -hmm. Good ways. Um, <laughs> they're still together now though, bless them. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, like it's, uh, it's yeah. I think I've got more things I'd like to mm. 
get amongst before yeah. having that added responsibility. And I'm sure like you guys feel the same, like you already have responsibilities to family and nieces and nephews mm -hmm. and cousins mm -hmm. and stuff, so and siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, adding something on. I think yeah. that comes from growing up too fast. Like, we're, I'm doing my growing now. Yeah. Like, I didn't get so to do yeah. that when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I was yarning with you guys about this the other day, but, you know, bringing a black kid into this world is fucking a scary thought. Mm. Like, it's so scary. For sure. So scary. Yeah. Um, so I think that has played a big role in... That Whether makes or not, me I sad, want eh? mm. Yeah, it's something me and my girlfriends have been talking about a lot as well. Just, w will it be safe for them as black? Like, if we bring in black kids, will they be safe? Will they, you know, like, mm. it's a fuck thing to have to even think about. But yeah. I think it's the reality it for is. a lot of mm. Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander people yeah. who want to bring kids into this into a world that doesn't fucking accept them. That's, That's it. so true. Mm. Yeah. Or like worrying about when they go to school, like are they going to be like culturally yes. safe and stuff like that? Because yeah, like like we went to the same high school. I don't know if you had the same experience, Maddie, but like what's their name? <laughs> <laughs> no, like so just so you Sorry, just so you shame. know, every like public school gets when there's an Aboriginal child at that school, they get funding for that Aboriginal child to oh be God. there, right? Yeah. And so my mom was fighting for me to get tutored with that money. And she had to literally fight for that tutoring to happen, even though they were getting that money because I was there. Same thing. So she would be hounding them every single day. And if she didn't do that, I honestly feel like I wouldn't have done as well as I did in my HSC, you know, and then be able to go into uni. Yeah. But I like had to see her fight for that and be like, God, yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Actually, I feel like I didn't really give context in my opening, but my dad's Aboriginal and my mum's half Armenian, half Korean. Um, she was born in Germany and then moved over here when she was probably about five or six and didn't speak English. So that's just like a bit of context as to like where I come from. Um, but I think what's also really important is if you're having a child with someone that isn't Aboriginal, making sure that person really gets it. Like my yeah. mum has always been such a staunch advocate and like really involved in community. And so I think it's important that you're, if you have a non-Aboriginal parent, they're just as involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, sure. yeah, because my mum mm. was the one that was, you know, up at the school as well. Like, yeah. And she does that for my siblings now too, mm. which is good. Like, and it's needed, unfortunately. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. And it really, if you have, if your non-Indigenous parent helps, you know, is supportive, it can really help you blossom in your cultural identity. Absolutely. Mine was a bit different to yours. Like, oh, my okay. white family are a bit, yeah. um, I'm How's just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so lucky, like, the matriarchy, mum... Nan, my great nan, like my great nan actually lived for, she passed away last year, but she, we had her for longer than we deserved to. She was just so amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that is so fucking two way. And you know, like, so I had to live with the white side of my family for like my later teen years. Mm. Um, and coming home from school after experiencing something shit like that, mm. They're just like, oh, well, What's I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm, it would stuff be hard. like that. Yeah. yeah. There were a few times, like, I could, because I've always been quite, oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Like, mm -hmm. I'm learning to be, to, to hold boundaries and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. now at my big age. Um, but there would be times even where my mum would be able to pick up on situations where it might have gone over my head. Not that she'd yeah. bring it to my attention at that age, but we've gone back and we've spoken about it, you know, yeah. now that I'm an adult. Mm. Um, 
So I think it's important. That's so special that, she really that she's protected like protected so me. That. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she was clued on, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine what that would have been like, being mm. coming home to, you know, what you would expect is support and for them to wrap around you and understand mm. it. While yeah. mum doesn't understand it, she has, she's had similar experiences with racism. Mm. Um, she also comes from a very proud people, like Armenians, we've mm. been through it. So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That no, would be really that. difficult. Yeah. yeah. It was more so in my later years having to develop a cultural identity without having mum yeah. in my life for, mm. for that little bit of time. But those were my really formative years mm. and I had to find that on my own. And at times it was really, really hard. Similar to Jonah, I got a scholarship to go to a private school which really fucked with my cultural identity. Yeah. I did not feel like I belonged anywhere. I didn't feel like I belonged at home. Didn't feel like I belonged at school. I It fucked with me. Mm. And it wasn't until I came, went to uni actually, where I was surrounded by black excellence and I started feeling like myself again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so interesting as well when you meet people after yeah. like having gaps or whatever, or you know, parts of your life where you might not have been so connected. I know mm. that it's so like, for my family, there's there is a lot of intergenerational trauma there, yeah. and it can be hard to connect with mm. like the matriarchs and the patriarchs, mm. and if your if your family in like a healthy way, because there is so much trauma. We love each yeah. other, mm. like, and that doesn't change. But you know, it's it can mm. be difficult. Yeah. yeah, I feel I feel lucky though. Like when I was young, having those really special moments, being able to live on country, they've gotcha. really helped. Yeah. You know when I felt lost. And it's such a powerful thing being on country, like even yeah. from far away, mm. just that feeling, it got me through some fucked times. Yeah. Mm. It's like being recognized. Mm. Like, yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a big thing. Like identity is a huge thing for like your sense of belonging, hey? Mm. Like it's just, yeah. And we have such a, you know, strong culture that I feel like really proud that, you know, we get to have that because like, it just feels so much more special yeah, than like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like yeah. just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a bit different because like um, my mom's obviously single mom and I don't really have a relationship with my dad. So I only ever knew like the black side. Like I, I only have my black family. I don't really know their like, you know, white side. So yeah, yeah I kind of felt really strong in my identity in that sense. But, um, and I think that's why the matriarchy is such a big thing in my family because all the women have that responsibility of mm. like carrying on that like that identity and, and culture and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a big thing, but um, yeah. <laughs> that was really nice. Um, tell us about a funny time. Was it with your cousin? Was it with your sister? something you got up to. I remember my cousin Abby also during one of those school holiday periods. She's like she's she's like a real goth. Oh. Um, so one of those country goths. Does anyone have any oh, country okay. goth cousins? I got a country goth cousin. Oh. Um, love her to death actually. <laughs> she um but she got a tattoo gun. Um, that summer holidays oh. off eBay. Oh. Off eBay? Off eBay. Surely that's illegal. It probably was. <laughs> I don't know, let me check that now. <laughs> yeah, she got a tattoo gun off eBay those summer holidays and I was allowed to um, tattoo a bird on her leg. You did it? I did it. Did oh you get in God. trouble? No, my dad gave himself a tattoo on his leg. It was really stupid though. My mum fucking hates it. It's a noughts and crosses but no one wins. I was oh. like, what the... <laughs> I was no. like, why would you do that? And then he did his name in craft, like my, my like Kai and Tia, my brother and sister's names, because yeah. he already had my mum and my name on his arm, but that was yeah. a proper tattoo. So mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Garage tax with the fam. <laughs> no. Nick. Oh, wow. Jesus. Damn. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I'll think, I, of, think of something uh, more wholesome <laughs> to share. Go on. I want your stories that way and give me a bit of, like, lead way. All right. I've got a few. So, we were yarning about this, but having a naughty cousin. Mm. And mine was older and I always thought she was so fucking cool like yeah. she was mm. but she was naughty yeah. so <laughs> this is pretty fucked up I don't okay so I'm she came <laughs> what happened so she came Stop. down from Darwin to live with us yeah she's been naughty she's a naughty cousin, a cousin that's <laughs> multiple yeah. um and anyways she wasn't allowed a phone or anything because she was naughty um and my mum had a laptop for work and she stole <laughs> she stole my mum's laptop. What was she? She was like 15, 16. Yeah. Staunch. But <laughs> she would not let me tell. So I knew she had the laptop under her bed and she this is this isn't even funny, this is a bit traumatic. And then None mom, of my good family memories. My mum was like, Bronte, just tell me the truth, do you know where the laptop is? And I snitched on her. Did you? <laughs> and then she had to move back to Darwin. Oh, oh no. <laughs> How'd you feel? How old were you when you snitched? I was young. You I was in year six, my formative years. Year oh, six. It's it's so snitched. Year six yeah. So that was. Okay, that wasn't even funny. I'll, I'll give you. Did she get angry? Wait, no. Did she get angry at you for snitching? I got it. Like I'm yeah, like jumping. I'm, I'm getting now. all Carla Grant uh, with would, this story. I've got an investigation. Would you guys have snitched? Yes or no? On your naughty cousin? I'm so bad at lying to my mum. I still can't I, lie to yeah, her. That's, that's I, the part that would have got me. Yeah. She's like, yeah. just tell me the truth. I, I would have gave it. Yeah. Even if I didn't snitch. Even if I was like, no, I don't know. She would have Yeah, she would. You're fucking lying. Yeah. Tell me where it is. Yeah. 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 She told me. My, well, she, like, I remember there's like still that like running lie amongst my siblings where it's like, mum can just tell when you're lying. It's not even a lie though. She's like really on it. So mm. yeah. I probably wouldn't have been able to get away with some, without... I would have been, I would have been smelt out. We laugh about it now, but yeah. <laughs> at the time it was like the biggest scandal in our family. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin still in the laptop. No, dead set. That would have been, it's like not a great plan, but like fair enough. She was a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Under your bed. No. My <laughs> other one would probably be, so me and mum, we've reconnected over these past few years and she hasn't met my man yet until recently until my graduation anyways we saw each other for the first time in a few years at my graduation and we had the whole you know reunion like she was really emotional we both cried blah 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 anyways um that's really special yeah, it I, was really special it's such like a again special moment mm. in your life but then mm. also like for your family as well like graduating yeah. that's because we would movie moment right there yeah we'd talk but we just didn't really see each other mm. so it was really really special to to see her again and she i i really wanted her there and i'm really really glad that she was there um anyways so you, so jack my partner my man he um was going obviously and his family so my plan was for them to meet and jack would nudge me like when am I gonna meet your mom like come on Aww. um and I was like just fucking just shut up like I'm taking my time <laughs> <laughs> um, <Then> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um 
and then mum was like they're gonna think I'm shit <laughs> she oh. was like no yeah she was this is actually this isn't the funny part by the way she was like really nervous she's like because Jack's mob as well but they've grown up differently yeah. to how mum and I grew up um yeah. She just kept saying, they're going to think I'm shit. They're going to think I'm shit. I'm so fucking nervous. And I've, we both just cried. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, don't, like, don't fucking think that. Like, mm. your daughter's graduating. You've done, you've, yeah. you've been in, a, despite our ups and downs, like, you've been such an amazing parent and, and role model. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was getting my cap and gown, gown on and she just couldn't stop crying. So she was like, Bronte, like, I'm going to go have a smoke. Like, this is fucking stressing me out. Mm. And her one thing was she doesn't want, them to see her smoke anyways as she was outside like having the smoke they pull up and she's like she calls me she's like Bronte I fucking think this is them what the fuck like I can't light it out I can't um fucking do anything and then they they met and it was fine like it was it was all good Mm. um but she was like stressed yeah but now they're besties like the mum Jack's mum and her mum they had a cry like it was so 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 that's not really a funny story actually that's just that's a special story that's so special and it's scary as well I think like if you have your partner meet your parents Mm. too so like yeah that's really beautiful Mm, it was nice what about you Lex yeah mine's kind of similar like yeah, my man's got his family's very like put together, you know, mm. like his dad's used to be a detective. Oh. Um, yeah, and he's a bit higher up now. Really? Um, so a bit yeah, like I don't know, he just had way more structure in his yeah. childhood than That's I a good had. Way of describing um, it. and you know, having a single parent and just yeah, so I, not that I was nervous him meeting my family, but I just knew that it was gonna be like way more chaotic. Um, but I think he gets to see like that funny side and like why we're so like carefree, like because yeah, we do have a lot of trauma. Like mm. we do have a lot of shit go on in our like to this day that my mum mm. deals with to and that we day. all <laughs> that we all deal with. Um, you know, my mum does a lot for our family, but I think yeah, it's it's good for him to see that you know like both sides. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I had a similar not like sad moment with my mum but Mm. earlier this year I took her away because she's currently caring for um all of the grandkids at the moment so she's still doing like school drop-offs making lunches doing all that shit as a grandma like she's that's a matriarch yeah yeah she does a lot um so I took her away earlier this year to the Blue Mountains and we just had a little getaway just me and her yeah just me and her and like booked a nice little like hotel and just you know got her to like just breathe and like take a minute and like relax and not be like thinking about other people all the time so that was really nice that's so beautiful yeah so I'm trying to like treat her as much as I can because she doesn't get it often like you know what I mean so it's yeah, I feel Look like it's that black woman nurturing coming out of you. That's what she deserves. Yeah, they yeah exactly. Well, so. Yeah. Because I think about, you know, going even going out for drinks with my friends or going to a nice restaurant. Mum didn't get to do that. Mm. I feel the same way. Like mm. they don't they just didn't have the life that we have now. Like yeah. and I guess that's with like having kids earlier in life. Like yeah. they just didn't have like they didn't get to travel they didn't get to like go shopping for themselves and Mm. like you know what i mean so it's completely different Mm. yeah i know my parents are going to be so looked after in their retirement if Mm. i'm if i'm any kind of success story good ways next (laughs) um but yeah i want them to be able to like live a really cushy life because they had a lot of really difficult things to deal with as kids and then starting adulthood mad early yeah like Mm. like i feel like Honestly, like they probably didn't even really have 
like teen. I feel like they mm. went from being teens to being adults and yeah. adults in their teens sort yeah. of thing. So to like parents. To parents, yeah. Away, yeah. Like, it's fucking scary. Yeah. yeah. We're going to throw to a bit of a game now. Question bowl time. Have you ever seen her? What's the best way to... Yeah, go on. Give us your question. Good ways. Oh, what's the most beautiful place you've visited? Oh, that's a good one. That's hard though. Um, so hard. For me, it's you and country. <gasps> yeah. I was going to yeah. say that because that's mm-hmm. Jack's... My country as well. Oh, true. So we on family Same holidays. Money. Yeah. Oh, we go yeah. on and our family oh, holidays. Oh my god. Yeah, because no. his auntie is like does the land council. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay, should we that just? I yeah. Well, like I was, I was like racking my brain, but as soon as you said that, it like literally mm. just threw me back to like camping with Uncle Peter down in Booderee National Park mm. um, and the mornings there. I remember actually when we went down to go fishing there, we were like walking down this path and we saw like the sun coming through the water and a pot of dolphins swim by. Oh. And I remember just like being like, you're kidding me. Yeah. Mm. And that was really cool actually as well because I got to go with some girls from uni too. So mm. it was a, Yeah, it was it's really special because... Um, my, I don't know how far, great, great, great back, but was born out at Gulaga Mountain, at Tilba oh, Tilba. Yeah. So she's really connected to that country. And yeah, when I visited there the first time, it was just, yeah, you know, that kind of like, you, you get that feel like that gravitational mm-hmm. pull to there. Yeah, and it was honestly like the most beautiful like beach that like meets with like national park. And then there's like kangaroos on the beach mm. and it's just like, yeah, you can't, you can't beat it. Do you see all like the abalone and stuff as well? Down yeah, there? yeah, 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 yeah. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm, oh, I haven't either actually. I'm not game enough, but I'll, I'll do it one day. All right, girl, your turn. <laughs> What's your go-to feed? Oh, Ooh. I want to think about this. I thought about it, roasting all. Ooh, what kind, of roast? I what love kind of roast? Pork though? roast. Pork roast, pork good. roast. Yeah. 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 Or like a curry. You fellas grow up with clams. Clams chicken? Yeah, clams oh, chicken. Oh, fuck yeah. I was yeah. talking to Jonah about that the other day. The little potatoes. <gasps> it's such... I was asking Jonah because I've noticed a lot of mob love clams. I'm like, it's I like don't a, know why. It's a... It's, it's just... It's delicious. It's cheap. It's convenient. It used to be cheap. It's fucking... Well, compared to everywhere else, though. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know if it would be my go-to feed, but it's definitely like a solid go-to mm. comfort meal. Mm. Like, it reminds me of my childhood. Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. We're going to wrap up and do one more game called Green Flag, Red Flag. So we're going to have our EP kind of shout out some questions to us. Um, and we've got to show the paddle red or green. Oh, my God. It's like the Black oh. Ellen show. I love that. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I was looking forward to this bit the most. Yeah, the Aries, the competitiveness. It's not even a competitive game though. I just love a game. (laughs) I just love a game. Love a game. (laughs) Love the sports. No. (laughs) Okay, red flag, green flag. Saying slay at work. Big slay. Biggest slay. Rachel our team says it every day. I have all the corporate affairs using the biggest sleighs, big sleigh, little sleigh, all the sleighs. Mm. Yeah, loves it. It just expresses exactly how I'm feeling, you know. Yeah. yeah. Having a mullet. Fuck. I've recently come round to it. Recently. It depends on your head. <laughs> that's actually that's oh true. <laughs> nah, that's true. Yeah. 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 Right. I think it depends your facial structures. Mm. I'm not totally against them. No, I'm sticking. Okay. No, you're not, you're not a fan of the mullet? Mm. Wouldn't let your man get a mullet? Yeah, nah. what, what would you do if your man got a mullet? 
He wouldn't. Otherwise, we wouldn't be together. Oh like, my if God, we had that's that, facts. Yeah. yeah. Being able to fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. Wait, is that. Oh, in public? No, I don't like that. I feel like that's a superpower, <laughs> no? Keep alert. Like, what the? that's. Yeah, say you know, like you can just fall asleep anywhere. Oh. Look, I think I've got a red flag out of like jealousy because I've got to have like a melatonin before I like oh, go to true. sleep, pop yeah. a little pill. Yeah, I do love a good nap. So. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Biting into ice blocks. Ooh. Oh, oh no. Fuck no. Yeah, that makes me shiver. Yeah, my my gums cannot. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTime cold call. I love Ooh. it. Oh, it no. if it's my friend, it dream. Depends. Yeah. I'm going to go red just to be safe. If it's my friend, cold time face, like cold time, <laughs> cold time, cold FaceTime calling me, I know some shit's gone down. Oh, true. I'm changing my mind. I'm like, yeah. I get like a little rush go through me and yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. my fucking God, what's the tea? Yeah. I'm one of those people that would just let the phone ring out. <laughs> yeah, like, you would. You know, if I don't recognise the number, like if I have to the answering. number, I just stare at it for like five seconds and yeah. I'm like, I hope they text because yeah. it's not getting answered. Choosing barbecue sauce over tomato sauce. Depends what. If you're talking about bacon nah. and egg roll, Barbecue, yeah. meat pie, tomato sauce. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I kind of vibe with that. It depends what mood for me, but I would never have tomato sauce on a bacon neck. No, yeah. I don't no. That's like illegal. I have jail. <laughs> yeah, jail, jail. Sick jail. <laughs> <laughs> Abolition? No. <laughs> Road rage. Yeah. Let um, it out. Speak your minds. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Well, I'm scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me crying in the back. Well, I don't have my license. Yeah, well, that's saying 16-year-old me, going back to that question, 16-year-old mm. me would tell me to get my fucking license. Have you not? Jokes, I haven't either. I have not. I've my driving oh, test. What? Are you proud of me? In like two oh, weeks. Do you not have yours? Yeah. Oh. Girls packed this year. We're all getting our license. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Until next time. Bye. Bye.